When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am the manor of the Midlands. It is Saturday, the 21st of January, 2023. And we are looking back at Nottingham Forest match at AFC Bournemouth this afternoon. As I'm sure you all know, it finished Bournemouth 1, uh, Nottingham Forest 1. Uh, the goal for Bournemouth was scored by Jaden Anthony in the 28th minute with an 86 minute equaliser from Sam Surridge. Watching the match this afternoon for us, and here now to give us his considered thoughts on, on events, was Stephen Topless. Stephen, hi. Hello. Hi. Um, so let's start with the starting lineup. There were, there were a couple of surprises in there. Three changes all in all. One unexpected one and two unexpected ones. Talk us through that, please. Yeah, so the, the expected change was Wayne Hennessy coming in in goal following Dean Henderson's injury. We all knew that was going to happen. But the surprise selections, and I thought these were a surprise when the team was announced as well. Uh, Willie Bolly returning in defence. Steve Cooper likes to play this kind of cloak and dagger game with player injuries and saying a player is going to be out for an X, X amount of time, but then he's suddenly back for the next game or... Yeah. much sooner than is anticipated but I quite like that you know I think I think it keeps the opposition guessing and it's a nice surprise when you when you see a player return and and, and it's a bit unexpected uh but the other moving on to the other surprise selection Chris Wood 24 yeah. hours after joining the club he he was up front and starting which I thought was a surprise based on how well Sam Surridge had played when he came on against Leicester, I thought he'd earned the shirts to start against Bournemouth, particularly with it being his former club and perhaps having something to prove going down there. But Chris Wood was in, I suppose, reasonably fresh, having done, having been around the Newcastle squad, even if he hadn't played too regularly for them. But Chris Wood it was, and that was it. That was our team, and no Gustavo Scarpa which, again, perhaps was a bit of a surprise given how well he played against Leicester, but that was Cooper's choice and that's what we went with. Yeah, I mean, I've got, got to agree with you. I mean, the the body injury looked really serious when it happened. He sort of went right over his ankle, so it was a, a pleasant surprise to get him back. And uh, same as you, if, if I was Sam Surridge, I would have been very disappointed not to be playing today uh, from the start because he, he made a real difference when he came on last week. And it's always surprising when you get a new signing and, and the manager sort of chucks them in, uh, especially after we've had a whole week's sort of training and preparing for the game. It's uh, Managers are always very uh, keen to point out how time in the training ground is, is very important. And then they just chuck somebody in who's not trained with the team really <laughs> hardly at all. So it's always a bit of a surprise. But that's how Steve Cooper chose to go. Um, and let's uh, let's look at the match. Forest started quite well first off, didn't they? Yeah, they they had 
good possession and, and they were playing high up the pitch and, and looking to test Bournemouth. And they, even though they weren't create, they'd created a, an opportunity with, I think it was Johnson away down the right-hand side. He pulled the ball back across and Gibbs White was in the middle of the penalty area, looked to lift it towards the top corner, but the goalkeeper Neto saved it. And it was a reasonably bright start from Forest, considering they were away from home. And you could see why Bournemouth had been struggling because I, I don't think they'd won for six games and struggling to score goals. And you, and you could see that they were a team that were, that were lacking in confidence and purpose. And Forest were trying to take advantage of that. And of course, we all thought they did when the ball ended up in the back of the net, but VAR intervened. Yeah, it was uh, Ryan Yates with a, 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 well, what we thought was going to be his first Premier League headed goal. But as you say, VAR interrupted for celebrations. Yeah, it, it, the ball came into the box, Gibbs White's delivery, and it was Willie Bolly at the back post who nodded the ball across for Yates. His header went in off Lloyd Kelly, but Bolly was in an offside position when the ball was played. So, it it was the correct call. It wasn't immediately shown on the replay, but when it when it was eventually, you could see that Bolly was offside and it was the correct call. Bit of a shame for Yatesy because that's two goals now that he's had disallowed in recent weeks that have been through no fault of his own. He's been in position and scored the goal. And it's yeah, it's, it's almost as if uh, Bolly's got an a vendetta against Ryan Yates. <laughs> maybe, maybe, what, what, what's he got against him? I don't know. But um, it's, it's, it's particularly a pity for those Forest fans who'd already sort of stripped off their clothing and running down to the sea to uh, <laughs> celebrate. So uh, I hope they got let back in anyway. Let's just uh, let's just hope that happened. Um, after that sort of uh, let off for Bournemouth, uh, they uh, sort of came into the game a bit more, didn't they? Yeah, it looked to give them confidence that VAR disallowed goal. And I, I suppose for them, it's almost like con- conceding a goal when you think you've conceded, but you haven't. It's a bonus and it seemed to give them a lift and they looked more threatening and really started to give the Forest fullbacks a torrid time. And Lottie was actually quite solid on the day, but he was up against Bournemouth's new debutante who uh, Dango Quattara, who actually played quite well and set up the goal. He was a handful. And then on the opposite wing, you had Jaden Anthony, who was really testing Serge Aurier. And I don't think had he had the support of Brennan Johnson tracking back. So essentially it was Aurier up against Jaden Anthony and Jordan Zimura down that left-hand side. And eventually after a bit of pressure, Bournemouth did get their goal. Uh, not before, not out, not before actually. When uh, Kiefer Moore Kiefer headed Moore. over from in fr- from about six yards out, yeah, our nemesis. I mean, we were hoping yeah. at that point that he was going to have an off day, but um, unfortunately not. Uh, he's, he just keeps on coming back to haunt us, doesn't he, old Kiefer Moore? In the uh, well, he 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 uh, he's <laughs> he's not somebody. Uh, well. Let's just hope Bournemouth go down so we don't have to play him again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say Jane Anthony scored the goal and Forrest is really pretty much out of it for the rest of that half. Um, Bournemouth were the better team. They, they have got good pace in that side and, and they, as they troubled us last season, they've got, they've got some good players, really, when you, when you look at them. Um, and Otanga, the, the Dango Tara, the new, new signing, looked, looked good as well. 
Um, just one more thing of note in the first half, I think we need to mention. Um, Ryan Yates, just before half time, he had to come off again with the, a similar complaint to last week. Yeah, and the interesting thing with this was Steve Cooper's post match interview where he didn't really sound worried that Yates had gone off. He said it was tiredness and fatigue, and we just had to take him off. But he basically said, I'm not worried about Ryan, he'll be back. Yeah. And yeah, I say, I mean, makes, I, I, yeah, makes I, you wonder I, why is he played, you know. Yeah, I mean, he said he was, he was feeling um, sick. So, um, I don't know, maybe he's been down with a virus or something and he's just not, not 100% or something like that. Or initially, after, during the Leicester game, I, I thought he had some sort of concussion or something, the way he sort of uh, sat down and went off. Um, but I don't think he would have been allowed to play if it had been concussion. I think there's that 10-day rule in the Premier League where you're not allowed to play. So, obviously not concussion, but there's, there's something to uh, keep an eye on there. It's, it's not... Not right that a fit young man like Ryan Yates keeps on going off um, from feeling sick during matches. Um, but to replace him came on our new boy from Brazil, uh, Danilo, for his debut, which was an unexpected su- surprise as well. Yeah, I don't think he would. It would have been in the plan for Danilo to feature, particularly as early as that in the game. But he came on and immediately looked up to the pace of the game. I don't think he's played for several weeks due to the Brazilian season stopping. And yeah, he looked he looked very decent when he came on, actually. Some decent touches. Looked to play the ball forward and be positive in how he approached the game, which was good to see. And to say he wasn't at full match sharpness, I was quietly impressed with the way he came on and got up to speed with the game. Yeah, sure. So that's how it finished at halftime. Uh, Bournemouth 1, Forest 0. The 1865 Match Report. You're listening to 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast. So Forest were trading 1-0 from the first half, but they didn't have the best of starts in the second half either, did they, Stephen? No, they again, we're under the cosh from Bournemouth and we were hoping when Forrest had gone in at half time that Cooper would get into them and give them a, a bit of a G up and, and maybe change things around slightly for the second half. But it was more of the same Bournemouth putting the pressure on Forrest and Forrest not really able to do much with the ball. And that was a a telling feature for most of the game. The end product from Forrest wasn't there when they did win the ball. They didn't do a great deal with it, certainly in attacking areas. So time and again, they were letting Bournemouth off. And it's worth noting as well, in the first half, Bournemouth perhaps could and should have been 3-0 three, three up at the break. They they missed a couple of chances. I think Kiefer Moore had one saved by Hennessy and obviously his header that went over the bar. Ryan Christie as well had one, which he, he put wide a header, which perhaps he should have done better with. So we did get away with one. And I was hoping we'd respond better in the second half, but to begin with, we didn't. And it was, I think Lodi was called into action. Anthony and Zemura again linking up well down the left-hand side. Dangerous ball into the box, but Lodi was on hand to knock it away for a corner. And that was an example of how good Lodi had been. Very switched on defensively and one of our better players on the day. Yeah, but virtually nothing going forward for Forrest, really. Um, and that, I think, prompted Steve Cooper to make his first change of the... Or the second change, actually, because of the uh, 
substitution for Yarnie. Yeah, second change um, when he brought on Gustavo Scarpa for Mangala and the hour mark, who's becoming a customary substitution for Mangala. He doesn't seem to last longer than an hour, does he? No, and I think he was he was okay today, but it it wasn't one of his better performances in a Forest shirt. So I wasn't surprised to see him taken off on the hour mark and. It was a positive move from Steve Cooper and straight away Scarpa was coming on and trying to make things happen, trying to be more progressive with how we how we move the ball around. And what I really like about Scarpa is he's always looking for that forward pass. He's always looking to progress play forward and he can knock a, a lovely first time ball into feet or into space, which is a really good option for us to have if we're trying to use the pace of Brennan Johnson or the movements of a Gibbs White, for example. And again, some nice touches today from Scarper. And I'm really excited to see how he continues to develop because he's only, what, three or four games into his Forest career? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing, the nice thing for, for me with Scarper is that you expect the nice touches, you expect the passing, um, but it's the fact that he's willing to scrap and put his foot in and get his tackles in, and and he's not afraid to do some of the dirty stuff as well, which is so that stereotypical view of a Brazilian player being a fancy Dan, sort of nice touches and flicks all over the place. He's actually um, grafting and working quite hard. Anybody who's ever watched any Brazilian football will know that it is a brutal league. So the physical side of it uh, will not not phase him, I don't think. And uh, so it's, it's good to see that he's. He's getting involved. Um, we didn't really create much in that initial burst after he came on, but um, it prompted Steve Cooper to make a, a triple substitution with about 15 minutes to go with uh, Nico Williams coming on for Aurier. Aurier maybe not having his best game. He's been so excellent for us these last few weeks, but maybe not his best game today. Uh, Sam Surridge came on for Chris Wood, who had a bit of a quiet debut, it has to be said. And uh, Scott McKenna came on for Willie Bolly, maybe just protecting him after he's come back from his injury. And that really seemed to pay dividends, those changes. We um, looked a lot better, didn't we? A lot more dangerous. We did. And it was reverting to more or less the team that finished the game against Leicester so strongly with Surridge on the pitch, with Nico Williams as well coming on, being a bit more attacking down the right-hand side and looking to link up with... Brennan and yeah, I think Surridge's movement and his sharpness was was important in how we took the game to Bournemouth for those last 15, 20 minutes. We put pressure on, we looked to move the ball around with more purpose and more more skill. And it, it felt as if what if any team was going to score, it was going to be Forest. Bournemouth had their moments obviously on the break, which you expect when you're pushing for an equaliser and you throw players forward. But Forrest were, I think, good value for, for the point and ultimately got the goal and and I think it was well-deserved. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were camped on the edge of the Bournemouth box just before the equaliser and, and I had a, I did have a sneaky feeling that it would be Sam Sorich who would score. He had just missed a half chance just before he had scored. Um, but then the, the goal came and it was a... And a, a a great ball across the across the box by Brennan Johnson and um, Sam Surridge just tapped it in at the far post and there was a fears that it would be caught, chalked off by VAR again but thankfully 
Um, Sam Surridge was just like a, a millimetre behind the Bournemouth defender when, when he got the ball. Uh, he was offside in the initial phase, but thankfully that second phase, which is very important, all important these days in, in football, you've got to know your phases. Um, he was he was onside for that second phase. Um, Boris got their equaliser. Probably just about deserved on the balance of play. Good 15 minutes, good last 15 minutes, uh, good first 15 minutes, probably half an hour of good play, probably just about deserved a point. Bournemouth will feel hard done by, but that's how it finished. Um, it got a bit bitty at the end of the game, I think, Stephen, which meant Boris couldn't couldn't quite get the winner that they wanted. Yeah, when they scored Forrest, they looked full of confidence and looked almost as if they could score again. They were trying to get the ball forward and, and play as they had been, but Bournemouth just managed to hold out and those final few minutes turned quite scrappy and a bit nervous, actually, knowing what Bournemouth are capable of and having players like Kiefer Moore in their ranks who you just put a ball in the box, find his head and it'll end up in the net. So it was scrappy, but Forrest did enough to to hold out and, and get the point, which I think was was vital, not only because it keeps this good run going that we've got and keeps a little bit of distance between us and the teams behind us, but I think it would have been damaging had we allowed Bournemouth to take six points from us this season. So to be able to come away with a point away from home is a good result in the, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, I think any any point away from home in the Premier League has got to be cherished. And so I think we can be fairly satisfied with 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 the point. We would have liked to win, obviously, because we're, we're all Forest fans and that's that's how what we want. But um it wasn't to be finished 1-1. Uh, let's hear from a Bournemouth fan to see how they felt about the draw. Hello, this is John from the Cherries Red Army YouTube channel. Full-time score of 1-1. That was a very difficult one to take at the end. Um, that was arguably Bournemouth's best attacking display of the season in terms of the build-up play, the movement, the work rate. Defensively, there was the um, goal that we almost conceded, but then was rightly ruled out for offside. But certainly our some strongest performance since the restart. As for Forrest, I haven't been on top of how you've been doing in terms of your performances lately, but I wouldn't be surprised if you said that that was Forrest's poorest performance since the restart. Um, second to most of the 50-50s and second balls we overpowered you for long parts of that game um, and limited you to pot shots and very small chances um, whereas we had the Kiefer Moore header, Ryan Christie header quite a few breakaways you know, took our goal well but that's now 12 points that we've lost from winning positions so far this season and that kind of statistic is just begging begging us to go down, really. Forrest, if they can keep picking up points in games like that, particularly away from home, then you've got a genuine chance of staying up, particularly with the uh, concertinering of, of a lot of the teams down at the bottom of the table. We've now dropped into the relegation zone for the first time since right at the start of the season. 
And, you know, without more investment, without getting players back from injury, had arguably four first-team players out today, um, we are going to continue to struggle. But there were a lot of positive signs coming from that game. It's just whether O'Neill is going to be given more time by the by the board because a lot of fans, despite that, I think a lot of fans are still going to be very disappointed and are still very frustrated with a lot of O'Neill's um, with the performances under O'Neill, which have been vastly under par for the last um, month or so. Well, best of luck for the remainder of the season. And fingers crossed that uh, we're playing each other in the Premier League next season. Ah, thank you for that. And now we just have a quick look back at the two new signings, Stephen. Um, Chris Wood and Danilo both played with Varying success, I'd say. We've already mentioned Anio a little bit. He, you said he, he looked quite comfortable in there. I, I thought that for a, for a young man uh, making his debut in a foreign country, having not played for a while, he looked uh, very comfortable. Sort of always willing to accept the ball and um, very confident on the ball. And I think he might be able to provide that sort of metronomic quality. Always looking for a de- from a defence midfield, sort of taking the ball, moving on, dictating the pace. Um, what about Chris Wood? What, what did you think about his debut? To be honest, that, there isn't much to say about his debut because he wasn't really involved. And I'm not sure if that's down to him not being 100% fit or just, I suppose, it. you've got to forgive a guy who's come in the day before and hasn't trained with the squad at all to then be thrown in to a competitive game and be expected to be on the same wavelength as everybody is, is a hard ask, but also perhaps Forrest didn't make the most of his prowess, certainly in the air, getting the ball in the air to him. Our crossing wasn't great. I don't think when it, when we were putting balls in the box and certainly weren't finding wood. So whether that's something we work on, assuming that wood would be the starting striker in a one year's absence, I think we'd need to, find ways of bringing him more into the game and playing to his strengths because today he didn't really have a lot to show for his time on the pitch. It's only when Surridge came on that we had that greater mobility up front, better link-ups and ultimately the equalising goal. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a slightly strange signing in one aspect because it, it sort of goes against the sort of profile of players we've been using for the last... Uh, few months now and the way we've been playing is we've just sort of got into the rhythm of playing with sort of three mobile uh sort of fast players sort of moving around nice touches and things and quick pace so um you can maybe say it's a different option something that we've maybe been crying out for some of the away games somebody can hold the ball up and um bring other players into play and just take the pressure of the defense but it will maybe take a period of adjustment for the other players to start to play with somebody like that because we've not really had anybody like that this season um but yeah it, it will take time i thought we were, were sort of trying when he was on the pitch we were sort of forcing a little bit sort of trying to cross the ball where maybe previous weeks we would have sort of run with the ball into the wings on or behind sort of crossing it to so maybe forcing ourselves to look for him a little bit um, so it, it, it offers us a different option. Um, whether it proves to be a successful one, time will tell, I, so, I suppose, as in anything in football. Uh, but yeah, good luck to Chris Wood and hopefully he'll, he'll 
help us achieve our goals this season and stay up. Um, you have been listening to the uh, 1865 match report. We'll be back in midweek with another match report when we look when we'll be playing Manchester United in the League Cup semi-final first leg at the City Ground. Um, at the first of a double header against Manchester United in the League Cup semi-finals. So please tune in again and uh, listen to that. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Podcast Network.